because I believe a man is supposed to take care of his woman. I don't care how much money your woman make. A man is supposed to have his mindset on taking care of his woman. Talk. I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. I wanted to just have this little discussion with you. I was trying to actually do it on Facebook, but something went awry with that. And um, I don't know, Facebook went, went uh, berserk on me, so I left them. I'm not crazy about Facebook as it is. It's always a problem there. So I decided to try here. Maybe hopefully it's, hopefully it's not my internet. I hope everybody's doing good today. Whatever you can do to share this, share it. I think this little discussion is going to help a lot of people. Um, as I was saying over there, uh, before I was so rudely shut down, people don't like to hear me, or some people, should I say, don't like to hear me talk about soul ties. And people would, you know, they'll refute the validity of a soul tie. Uh, no such thing as soul ties and, you know, show it to me in the Bible and just a whole lot of craziness, you know. And, and, he, and he, the same people that refute the whole concept of soul ties, they have relationships where somebody's cheated on them a hundred times and every time they cheat, they, they they keep saying to them, if you do it again, you got a soul tie, sweetheart. You either got a soul tie or, I mean, I hate to just use this language, but sometimes you have to just be as graphic as you got to be to help people understand it. That's either a soul tie where there's something demonic and spiritual going on or you're just stupid. Somebody cheats on you a hundred times and you keep talking about, if you do it again, that's a soul tie, babe. When you when you when you functioning so far out of character and out of good common sense to maintain a so-called relationship that's doing nothing but draining you, that's a soul tie. When when a person has added absolutely nothing to your life, nothing, when I tell you nothing, they ain't brought no money, the sex ain't even good, they don't look like nothing. And somehow this person is all up in your head and you can't shake them. Um, you know, you, you keep breaking up with them and they keep drawing you back in. You got a soul tie. You can't make a, 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 a promising, healthy relationship work because psychologically and emotionally you still tied up with this individual that, that did nothing for you but hurt you and traumatize you, that's a soul tie. Call it what you want. You say you don't agree with change the change the uh, you know change the title of it or the name of it. But you gotta know it's something that is bigger than you because nobody's just that self-destructive. And what you have going on right now is you have two things pretty much at work. You have your trauma and you have their lust. 
They're feasting off of the supply that you are. They're like a vampire. There's something they want from you, you know, be it attention, be it money, be it sex, whatever it is. There's something that they want from you. And so what they've done is watch this. They have tapped into your trauma and they've intensified your trauma because trauma bonds us to people. And you trying to figure out why can't I shake this? You got a soul tie. And so I was I was really trying to share this. You know, I was telling my people over on Facebook, this is the kind of stuff I usually deal with on my YouTube channel. And something got up in there. But four essentials, four things that I want to just share with you briefly that are absolutely essential and mandatory if you're if you're going to have any shot at succeeding in breaking this soul tie. Number one, you got to block the access to your ears. In other words, you have to stop allowing this individual to be able to call you at will or be able to send you uh, an email or a text message there's a reason they put the block feature on your device. That block feature is made for, for soul tie relationships and narcissists. And the problem with you is you keep talking a big game. I'm done. I'm done. You're watching all of my videos. You even got my online course relative to breaking soul ties, but you ain't blocked nobody yet. You haven't blocked anybody yet. This person can still slide in and out of your, you know, your 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 uh, text messages. Can leave messages on your phone at will. And have you noticed every time you hear their voice, you get pulled right back in. You haven't gotten serious yet. When you really get serious, you are going to block the access to your. Oh, but what if I have children? You, you make arrangements. It's called arrangements to prevent yourself from being in a situation that can compromise your sanity and your freedom. You got to block access, block the access to your ears, because once they get a chance to talk to you, see, you have to understand something. It's like, okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a great illustration of what you're dealing with. When, you, when you're dealing with a soul tie relationship, what has happened is this individual has put a hook in your soul. What is the soul? The mind, the will, the emotion. So this person has put a hook in your soul. It's the equivalent of an emotional or a relational addiction. There's a hook in your soul. And that hook, watch this, can circumvent that hook that's in your mind, mind synonym for soul, the, that hook that's in your mind can circumvent your will where you can say, I don't want this and I'm not going to do that. But that hook 
circumvents your will and then it dictates your emotion. That's what the soul is. Mind, will, emotion. And here's the illustration. And I'm not a fisherman, but I watch a lot of these shows. A fisherman will cast his line and hook a fish. And if it's a big fish, he'll lighten up before, before the line pops and he'll let the fish run a little bit so the fish can think that it's, it's free. Let him run just a little bit. Then he'll yank it again, yank it again. And then, you know, if it's a big enough fish, he'll let him run a little bit more. Well, he think he's gotten away, but then he'll yank him again. And he'll keep yanking him until he get, he's getting him closer and closer and closer to the boat until he eventually reels him in. That's what you're dealing with. That's why it's imperative for you to stop giving access to your ear because there's a hook in your soul. And the only way to get this hook out of your soul is that you have to you have to stop giving this person access because every time they talk to you it's like it's like reeling you back in it's reeling you back in it's reeling you back in and then you sit and you say well how did i get in this position i'm smarter than this i want i want better i want better for my life i deserve better But until you you wake up and realize that you can no longer entertain conversations with this individual and think that you're going to maintain any sense of freedom from this person, you're fooling yourself. Now, you can grow to a point where you get free enough and, you know, you get delivered and all of that kind of thing and you mature, you grow beyond that, that you can be in the same room when it don't matter because, you know. You're bigger than that now. But when you when you initially trying to come out of this, you can't keep letting this person call you every week. If they can get in your ear, they can get in your bed. You've proven that. If they can get in your ear, they can get in your bed. You've proven that. You, 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 that's not even a, a revelation to you. Every time they get a chance to talk to you, you see, you won't block the, you won't block that number. Like I told you in, in a million videos, no access, no, no, what is it? No contact. You won't block that number and you, you keep on answering the phone like you disgusted that they called and like you really didn't want to talk. If you really didn't want to talk, you wouldn't have answered the phone. If you really didn't want to talk, you would have blocked the number. You haven't blocked the number because there's a part of you, a broken part of you, a traumatized part of you that is bound. And I'm here to tell you today, it's time for you. You know what we've talked about? To choose your pain. You're going to either deal with the temporary pain of breaking this thing for real and moving forward with your life and letting yourself heal, breaking off from this individual. That ain't gonna, that's, not a, that's not a lifelong pain. That's a temporary pain. Or you can keep playing with this thing and, and face the pain of losing your whole life to somebody that never really even deserved a conversation with you. 
choose your pain? Do you want the eternal pain of having wasted your life on a fool that never deserved you? Or do you want the temporary pain of making the choices that are healthiest and best for you? If the doctor said to you today, you have a, you have a cancerous tumor growing in you, we're going to have to cut it out. But if we cut it out, we can save your life and rid you of cancer. Now, I want to let you know the operation is going to hurt a whole lot. It's going to hurt a whole lot. The healing process is going to take a while. You know, it's going to hurt a lot. So you got to make your decision. Do you want us to cut the cancer out and you go through that pain? Or do you want to live with the pain of dying and allowing this thing to wither you to nothing and destroy your life? That's what you're faced with when it comes down to, am I going to literally, truly, honestly, sincerely break from this individual or am I going to continue with the same foolery I've been going on, dealing with for years? See, you, you, can, you can get all the programs you want. You can listen to all the videos and all the people, all you want until you make a decision that I'd rather deal with the pain of having this cancer cut out then suffer the pain and the misery of allowing this thing to destroy me till you make that decision, ain't nothing going to change for you. Nothing going to change for you. Jesus Christ himself can come down and be your coach. Till you make a decision, nothing's going to change. And as long as you keep granting this person access to your ears, you're giving this person the license to play in your spirit. Bottom line, bottom line. And then you come up with these other excuses. Oh, I, I got to go there now. I got to go there. Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cut my, my I don't want to cut them out my children's life. Well, baby, last time I checked, people divorced that got children. And the court creates situations where, you know, the individual can have their time and you ain't got to have no interaction with somebody because you got children with them. But see, that's an excuse because you you want to continue to give them access is because you want to know what's going on with them. And then here, here's here's the reality with a lot of y'all. You can tell them I don't want you no more. And if they don't call you for a certain period of time, you find an excuse to send them a message. I thought you would at least check on your kids long as they're sending you the, the uh, child support, you ain't got no business reaching out to, to, to a person that has done this to your life. Now, now we're moving into that thing where we're no longer a victim. We're now a volunteer. You keep giving access. You are no longer a victim. You are now a volunteer. And you should not waste up a lot of folks time crying, pull me, oh my, when you constantly give access, you keep sipping from the poison and then keep talking about you're sick. Well, if I'm sitting up here drinking bleach and I know what it is, ought not be crying to you about, oh, I'm so sick and constantly sipping, <sighs> sipping from the bleach. What's wrong with you? You got to, you got to block the access. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 7. 2122. Read the full story, context of this passage. It says, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield, circumvented his will. 
with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Don't tell me that words are not powerful. When you give the right, wrong person access to your ears, they can force you with their words. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. With her words, her speech, she caused him to yield. She made him yield to what she wanted him to do. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him and he ran after her. All right. I think my Internet is bad today. Number two, number two, you got to break, you have to break the physical addiction. Number one, we said you have to block access to your ears. Number two, you got to break the physical addiction by curbing the sexual impulses. Because usually, usually, not all the time, but usually in a soul tie relationship, there's a sexual component as component as well. But you got to break the physical addiction by curbing the sexual impulses. You can't break sexual impulses in your body alone or in your flesh because the body wants what it wants. You break the physical addiction in the mind and the spirit. You break the physical addiction in the mind and the spirit. Letter A, the mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous to distract the flesh. When you're pulling out of a soul tire relationship, the tendency is going to be to be consumed with this individual, what they're doing. Uh, I still love them. And see, all of these are feelings of trauma. This is the fruit of your trauma. But if you're going to, if you're going to move beyond this, the mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous to distract it from the flesh. That's why I say to people, Find your purpose, find some goals, find a hobby, find something to bury yourself in that's meaningful to you so that you're not sitting there on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, dreaming about this individual, thinking and talking about this individual. The mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous to distract it from the flesh. Because the flesh has its what? It has its gravitational pull and it's trying to pull you back into your, your, your comfort zone. Listen to what 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16 says. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in, in our ignorance or your ignorance, uh, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. He says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. 
Be sober. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. In other words, don't let your mind run wild. Your mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous. Gird up the loins of your mind. Bury yourself in something that is meaningful and righteous and godly so that your mind is not free to wander. Letter B, the spirit must be filled. We said because you can only break this addiction in the mind and the spirit. The spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit to reinforce the mind. There's a lesson that I taught. It's actually in the book, Soul Ties, Breaking the Ties That Bind, where I talk about the, 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 um, the work of the Holy Spirit in the process of breaking soul ties. The Holy Spirit has a lot to do with it because soul ties are spiritual. I personally believe that they are demonically enforced, which which is the reason they become so difficult to break and they pull us so far out of character. It's because there's a All right, my signal is just pitiful, 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 pitiful. Your spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit to reinforce the mind. So the mind has to be preoccupied. Letter A, the mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous. And then your, your spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit to reinforce the position of the mind. Is that making sense to you? This is where you have to ask the Holy Spirit to be a part of your process. Romans 8, 4 through 7 says uh, that the righteousness of the, the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the, the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity or at war against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So you got to have the Holy Spirit. Because the mint, you know, the, the, the mind has to be reinforced by the spirit. The mental picture is like a tug of war where the mind is pulling against the will of the flesh. And then the spirit lines up behind the mind. Your mind is pulling against the stronghold that's in your flesh, but your mind is, you know, losing the battle. And then the Holy Spirit gets behind your mind and the Holy Spirit begins to pull with you and you win the tug of war by the aid of the Holy Spirit. Don't reach out to no X. Don't reach out to no X. Always remember this. There's a reason they are an X. There's a reason they are an X. Now, let me give you a letter C. Now, so we said, number one, in breaking this addiction, the mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful and righteous to distract the flesh. Let it be the spirit. Your spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit to reinforce the position of the mind. And then let us see. Watch this. The flesh must be denied. The flesh must be denied. Your flesh is going to be feeling something and it's going to be like an addict coming off of, you know, some kind of drug dealing with withdrawals. But the flesh must be denied. You cannot give in 
to the weaknesses of that flesh. You cannot allow that flesh to pull you back into a situation. You have to be strong enough to deny to deny that flesh. Your mind is is positioned. The Holy Spirit is in in position to help. Now you have to deny that flesh because that flesh is going to be working. You're going to be feeling sexual stuff. You're going you know you're going to feel like you just you just want to call. You want to reach out. You want to go by. You're going to have to make the decision to deny this flesh. Romans eight, twelve and thirteen says, therefore, brethren. We are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. And listen to, listen to what Jesus says in Mark 9, 29. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. He was talking about a certain kind of demon. He said, you can't get this one out but by prayer and fasting. Well, what is fasting? Fasting is the denial of the flesh. That's what it is. That's the, that's the spiritual principle of fasting. It is to deny the flesh that the flesh might diminish, and when the flesh diminishes, the spirit expands and increases and strengthens. If you want to live a life that is free of soul ties, you have to intentionally allow this flesh to wither and its desires. And as you deny the flesh, you are empowering the spirit. You get to the point, you can, you can be out of them. It's when you deny the flesh intentionally. And you engage the Holy Spirit intentionally and the Holy Spirit begins to build your spirit and fill you with the power of God. And now you're walking in an authority like you never knew before. Is this helping anybody with my bad signal and my frustration with it? Is this helping anybody? All right. Number three. These are the four essentials. Number one, we said you got to what? Break the control by blocking the access to your ears. Number two, break the physical addiction by curbing the sexual impulses. And what we gave you three things that a we said you break the impulses by the mind. We said the mind must be preoccupied with something meaningful. Uh, letter B, we said the spirit must be filled. Your spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit to reinforce the mind. Letter C, we said then the flesh must ultimately be denied. Now, here's number three. Only have four. You got to restore your soul by accepting God's forgiveness. What do we mean by that? Restore your soul by accepting God's forgiveness. What is the soul? Mind, will, emotion. Well, when we've gotten caught up in soul tie situations, the mind has been damaged because we've been made to believe that our value is less than you'll even hear a lot of demonic people uh, tell you, especially as women, that your your value, your sense of worth is less because you have children, because you've had children out of wedlock, because you have children with more than one man. See, all of this stuff is intentional. Your mind, your, your, your soul must be restored by accepting the forgiveness of God. It doesn't matter how bad you've messed up 
what you've done, what mistakes you've made in life, how you've missed it. When God forgives you, your value, always understand this. Anybody that makes you, anybody that works to try to make you believe that your value is diminished because of mistakes you've made in life, that means none of us are worth anything. Because we all make mistakes and we continue to make mistakes. If making mistakes diminishes my value, I'm worth nothing right now. Because the only reason I'm able to teach you is because I've made a million and one mistakes and I teach you out of my own experiences. So if anybody's worth nothing or worth less because of mistakes, it's me. So that's a lie. And see, but when you've been in a, a soul tie relationship, there are a lot of lies that your soul has consumed. You believe you're worth less. You believe that you can't do better. You shouldn't even try to do better. You're in another bracket. You believe all kinds of things. So the soul has to be restored by accepting God's forgiveness. Because one of the links in the chain that binds is self-condemnation. And self-condemnation is driven by the subconscious idea that God does not want me. God does not want me. It leaves you stuck in a psychological place of unworthiness. That's one of the that's one of the lingering impacts of a soul tie relationship is that it leaves you either consciously or unawares believing at your core, I'm unworthy. I've messed up so bad. God doesn't want me. And sometimes you, you've been in a relationship with a demon that'll tell you, I'm the only one who wants you. Don't nobody else want you. You don't look like nothing. Don't nobody else want you. You had all these babies for me. Don't nobody else want you. Got all these stretch marks. Don't nobody. And you go to consuming all of that stuff and your poor little soul, your poor little soul is so contaminated with self-hate because of this demon you've allowed into your life. Now you, you have to allow time for your soul to be restored by the forgiveness of God. That's why I say to you all the time, you don't run out of a relationship and rush into another one. It's irresponsible for women. The way to get over uh, an old man is to get under a new one. What kind of face is that for a woman that's lived any length of time to tell a young woman something foolish like that? All you're doing is compounding soul ties. You're compounding soul ties. When you have been rescued from a demonic situation like a soul tie, what you need is you need to spend time in the presence of God and feel the forgiveness of God. You got to feel the forgiveness. Stop seeking the acceptance of men and just feel the forgiveness of God. I had to do that as a man. I had to do that. I know that, you know, I had to feel the forgiveness of God. I had to stop seeking the acceptance of people and I had to feel the forgiveness of God. And when I realized that God had forgiven me and that God and I were all right, 
Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Like that woman that they caught in adultery and they wanted to stone her. Jesus said, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. They all walked away. Jesus said, where are your accusers? She said, they're all gone. He said, neither do I accuse you. He said, go and sin no more. You got you to gotta accept the forgiveness of God. God does not condemn you. You got to allow God to restore your soul through forgiveness. And then watch this number four and then I'm done. You got to renew your self-respect. You got to you got to renew. These are the four essentials to breaking a soul tie. You got to renew your self-respect. Watch this by officially denouncing that relationship. You got to renew your self-respect by officially denouncing that relationship. You got to denounce that relationship in your spirit, out of your mouth. You got to you got to denounce it with all of your mutual friends. You got to denounce that relationship. Now, don't make all of this noise until you've gone through the process of what do we say? Number one, closing access to your ears. Number two, curbing that that sexual impulse by getting your mind focused, getting your spirit filled. And, and denying that flesh. Number three, restoring your soul by accepting God's forgiveness. And then you got to open your own mouth and you have to denounce that relationship. All them times you told that individual, you're the only one I ever love. You got to denounce that. Take, I take it back in the name of Jesus. I take that back. I'm going to love again. And I'm, I'm going to love for real this time. The last time was a was a farce. But the, the next time I love is going to be divine. It's going to be godly. It's going to be for life and it's going to be healthy. You got to, to denounce that relationship and keep yourself, keep yourself, keep yourself available, clean and pure for God to send the right person into your life. Don't be lose the desperation. Denounce that relationship and make up your mind that you're going to wait on God to send you what you deserve. In Jesus's name, James four, seven and eight says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. Watch this. Draw nigh to God. And God will draw nigh to you. Then he says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So you, gotta, you have to, to denounce that relationship. Open your mouth and say that, you know, say out of your own, own mouth, this person has no more control over my life. Say it right now. This person, call their name, has no more. Harry has no more control. Henrietta has no more control. Jim has no more control. Jill has no more control over my in freedom, in wholeness, in liberty. I am healthy. I am complete. Come on now. You got you got to denounce. They will never have an impact on me again. I will never again give them access. 
in Jesus' name. And I have grown beyond them in Jesus' name. Come on, say that. I have grown beyond them. I've grown beyond them in Jesus' name. And then what happens is, watch this, you go through this process and then you begin to watch. You begin to watch the Holy Spirit get involved and the things that were impossible for you before. Woo, man. You begin to see the hand of God break all of that stuff off of your life. And now you now watch this. Now you now you now you get you gain you gain clarity. You can see clearly now. You know the difference between good and bad, right and wrong, healthy and toxic. And so now you're able to make wiser and better choices and decisions. So listen, uh, that, that was, I struggled through that one. This, sig- this signal has been horrible. Um, I got 900 of you all left in here. I got 450 likes. Somebody say, you seem to be concerned about likes. Of course I am. I'm concerned about likes. It helps me grow in my al- algorithm. Have you ever had goals? Don't, why would you say something like that? Do you have goals? You, you put as much time into something as I put into this. You want it to be the best. Don't 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 send me no message like that. That's crazy. You know, why would I sit and put all these hours of content on YouTube and not want that, not not want my my thing to trend? You should be working to help me do that. You sitting there consuming my content. Somebody send me that. I said, man, look at here. But that's why I tell you all, because it helps. It helps the channel. It's not, it's not hard to understand. That's good common sense. Right. You ain't got to pay for it. It's good common sense. So now listen, I love you all. I hope you got something out of this today. And um, I want you to go up on my website, check out my, uh, go and sign up for my mailing list at rcblakes.com. Also, um, while you're there, look at my online programs, which is 66% off. All of my books are at Amazon. And look in the description today and follow me on all of the other social media platforms, especially my Facebook page. There's a Facebook page that I am growing now where I'm going to be doing most of my work. And I want I would love to have you all that are on Facebook. I'd love to have you in that. I have another page with a lot of people on it, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to be doing as much from that page, no more than putting my. Uh, Sunday sermons on it, but uh, there's a there's a Facebook page that's in the description that you can hit on, and I want you to follow that page. And just know I love you all. Give me some more likes before y'all get out of here. Know I love you, and uh, y'all pray for me. And uh, hopefully we get this internet right. And I'll talk to y'all later. I'll talk to y'all later. God bless you now. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.